never rat on your friends, and always keep your mouth shut. Jimmy Conway from Goodfellas. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we're going to be returning to a favorite topic of mine, the Mafia. And this time we're going to be debunking three persistent myths about the mob. Now there are a lot more than three, but these three have taken hold and really need to be addressed. So let's get started. It's no surprise that the Mafia has tried to keep this myth alive over the decades. After all, bad guys never see themselves as bad guys. The fallacy has been bolstered in recent years by a grim comparison. As Colombian and Russian gangs, less discreet and far more violent, came on the scene from the late 1970s through the late 1990s, something akin to a revisionist nostalgia about the good old days of respectable Sicilian gangsters came into vogue and it was once again reinforced by the touchstone of gangster movies, The Godfather. However, the fact that the Mafia typically didn't shoot up shopping malls like the Colombians did in Miami in the 1980s, or murder entire families like the Russian mob has been known to do, doesn't mean they were honorable in any sense of the word. They were and are criminal predators, involved in every sort of nefarious activity imaginable. They even preyed on their own neighbors, demanding weekly payoffs from the same local business owners that they then sat next to in church on Sundays. In one of the saddest ironies of recent times, the hundreds of New Yorkers who cheered outside the courthouse each time the Teflon Don John Gotti successfully won at trial were oblivious to the fact that he preyed on every one of them through the drug trade, protection rackets, and murder. Myth number two. They resisted selling drugs until well into the 1970s. This myth is a key plot point in both The Godfather and Goodfellas, and is one often put forth by Mafia apologists to paint them in at least a somewhat positive light. It's also as fictional as The Godfather's Vito Corleone. Now it's true that some mob leaders were hesitant to deal drugs, but it was not because of some moral or ethical stand because they had neither morals nor ethics. Rather, their concern was that the lengthy prison sentences that came with drug convictions were a strong motivation for their members to turn informant and work with police, exposing the bosses themselves to prosecution. Of course, even that concern wasn't enough to deter some of the bosses. There's a huge amount of money to be made dealing drugs, and the mob was not just going to give that money up to somebody else. Decades before the mafia ever admitted to being in the drug trade, Boss of Bosses Lucky Luciano and Bonanno family boss Joe Bonanno met with their Sicilian Mafia counterparts in October of 1957 at the so-called Palermo Mafia Summit to work out the details of moving heroin from Italy to the United States. That plan was then presented to the rest of the American Mafia bosses at the ill-fated Appalachian meeting on November 14, 1957. 
1957. Drugs have been a key part of mob activity for more than half a century, no matter what they try to say now. The third myth is that they followed Omerta, or the Code of Silence. The farcical, quasi-religious ceremony performed to officially make members was in part designed to enforce this code of silence, but it was the fear of immediate execution that came with being an informant that truly kept it in place. And when the fear of life in prison exceeded the threat of death, Omerta became just another word. Even a cursory look into the mob's history shows a plethora of mafia informants going back at least as far as murder incorporated hitman Abe Kid Twist Relis. Relis became a government witness in 1940 when faced with the fact that he would receive the death penalty if convicted of his crimes. Other prominent gangsters turned informants were Joe Valachi in 1963, Sammy the Bull Gravano who turned on John Gotti in 1991, and Bonanno family head Joseph the Ear Messino, who in 2004 became the first mob boss to turn government informant. These are just some of the notable names. The number of street-level soldiers who broke the code of silence is frankly too great to count. As I said at the beginning, there are many more myths than the three we discussed here, but these are perhaps the most persistent of the many myths about the Mafia, and dispelling them is a good place to start. Now you can enjoy the films like Donnie Brasco, The Godfather, and Goodfellas. Just always remember that they're fiction. The truth is far more troubling. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.